Hello, everyone. Welcome into episode 13 of the Bend Elks podcast. Back after a short hiatus, I'm your host, Anders Jorstad. I hope you enjoyed the all-star break, as the Elks certainly did. We are now back in action here for, I guess, what is kind of the second half, but since the all-star break technically falls in the middle of the second half. We're kind of on the back end of the second half here for the Elks. We're in Kelowna right now, the second trip to Canada in two weeks for the Elks. They've had a lot of travel recently. This is actually the last six-day road trip for the Elks. They'll be going to Kelowna, then back down to Bellingham, and then only one more road trip for the rest of the season out to Corvallis, and the Elks will be done with the season. They have a six-day homestand in between those two things, so we're just kind of winding down the season here. But as always, we're churning out some episodes and talking to some special guests. Today we will be joined by Alex Palios, an outfielder for the Elks, who comes over from Chico State, a native of Turlock, California. Palios has been a key part of the Elks order. He's been the starting left fielder for most of the season. Right now he's hitting 301 with a home run, also got 10 runs driven in. Alex started off the season kind of cold, but he got onto a 15-game hitting streak, which to this point is the longest hitting streak an Elks player has had this season. Just recently snapped about a week ago, but helped his batting average raise up. He is now leading the team in average with that 301. Now joined by Alex Palios. Alex, how you doing? Doing great, Durs. Yourself? I'm doing pretty well. How you liking things here in Kelowna? Loving Kelowna. Kelowna is also on fire, though. <laughs> Very smoky out. Uh, driving in, we actually had to wait. After about a 12-hour, well, you were there, 12-hour bus ride, and uh, we had to wait on the highway, got out for about an hour, just waiting to get through so we could get through the fire, uh, and then finally made it, showed up right before the game, they actually had to push it back, and then came out and played. Yeah, yeah very very nuts kind of drive that we had. Has that ever yeah. happened to you, or you've been watching a wildfire literally like 200 feet from you? No, it has not. <laughs> Can't say I've been that close, and I'm happy to say that, but... Uh, yeah, it was crazy. The air was really bad. We drove right through it. And I think actually today we were taking BP, and there's another fire no way. up here on this mountain behind the field. Jeez. So you see the helicopter bringing in water. Crazy. This series in general has been nuts. I mean, you talk about game one where the sprinklers came on in the eighth inning and they couldn't turn them off. We had to resume that game yesterday, kind of playing like a game in like a, an eighth in exactly. yesterday's day. That's just the wildest thing. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen that either. Yeah, starting a game off with, you know, bases loaded, two outs, it's weird. We actually, uh, at Merced, my sophomore year, I want to say, we were playing at COS, and uh, they don't have lights, and we ended up going 17 innings, and it started getting dark, so uh, their coach called it, and we uh, had to wait, play Tuesday. That was on Tuesday, so Thursday they came to us. And uh, so, yeah, started the first game in the 17th inning, and we were able to actually uh, we were able to win that game and then carry that over in the next one and win that too. So it's a big if you can get that first one, which unfortunately we weren't able to. It's a big momentum for the for the next game. But it seems like you guys still kind of took that into the next game. As yesterday in game two, you guys really got out to a hot start with the bats. Anyway, we did. Yeah, it's a shame that we couldn't keep it up and pull it out at the end. But uh, good game as far as the offense goes. Just you know a few hits short, a few key hits short. But back out here today. Absolutely. You know, Alex, I brought you in here. I wanted to talk a little bit about you and your baseball career personally. So I know growing up you played a multitude of sports. I know you were a big football guy. We've yeah. talked about that a lot uh -huh. as well. What really drew you to the sport of baseball as a kid when you were growing up? Ah, just I think probably got my first ball and bat and glove when I was three or so. Wow. Just, just parents, you know, for Christmas or birthday, whatever it was. And that's actually the only sport I played growing up. I, I think I signed up for soccer and I went to one practice 
then we actually moved a ways away so then didn't play soccer anymore and just played baseball started playing travel ball when I was probably nine nine or ten or so then did that until high school and then uh, got to high school and after a few uh, baseball practices legion ball practices in the summer our coach uh, suggested I'd go out for football just because he, he thought I was a good athlete and this and that. So I said I'd give it a try. I had never played up until high school, and it turned out being one of the best decisions I made. High school football was a lot of fun. You know, you get to go to war with the boys every Friday <laughs> night. So uh, that's what got me into football. And I, after playing for those four years, I was actually sad that I didn't play when I was a little bit younger because, you know, that's kind of a late start. Right. But, uh, yeah, just ever since I was three or four, just bat, glove, playing in the yard. I remember uh, when I was super little, my both my parents would work. And uh, so usually my grandma would babysit us. And then after uh, after school, too, getting older. But uh, I remember being in, lived out in the country, and she'd throw me pine cones, and I'd hit them with a broomstick. <laughs> and then in the house, just always breaking things in the house, swinging the bat, hitting little balls here and there. But, yeah, ever ever since I was really little. You ever miss a gridiron? I do. I do a lot, actually. Uh, people always ask, you know, which – do you like baseball or football better? And you really can't compare the two. Both of them are just are just so completely opposite. But um, yeah, I would I'd kill to be able to throw the pads on one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, man. Well, when you were in high school and you ended up committing to Merced College, which yeah. you played your first two years there, uh-huh. what kind of made you want to go the JUCO route instead of maybe a four-year school? So coming out of high school, I didn't really have any any offers at all as far as baseball. I think I had one small one for football and a little school far away. Um, so for me, that was really the only choice, and I was actually not going to play. I had decided that, you know, if, if I don't get any offers or this and that, I'm just going to go to school. So I applied to a bunch of schools and uh, actually ended up, well, not signing, but saying I was going to go to Cal Poly Pomona. Oh, wow. Just to go to school, put my down deposit down for an apartment, was all set up, ready to go, and then uh, baseball season was coming to an end. And I just, you know, couldn't wrap my head around the fact that I'd be done playing. So started looking around at different JCs, and there were a few that came out and talked to me. So I just made a few calls and decided that that's what I wanted to do. So and it was definitely one of the best decisions that I've made, continuing to play for these, you know, next three, three or four years. Because just the relationships and high school is fun, but, you know, it's nothing like college baseball as far as how much time you're out there and how much you're working mm-hmm. on the road with the boys and this and that. So, yeah, for me, it wasn't really a, uh, a decision to go to the JC route. It was my only only option, and I'm really glad that this decided, that's what I decided to do. Well, I know at Merced you were an all-conference player, and you got to win the championship there in your conference when, yeah. you, when you were there. So what turned you into the player that you are now from the guy who wasn't getting any offers? <sighs> I guess maybe exposure. And I would also, I mean, if I could go back, I would definitely play football no matter what again. But, you know, during the summer, there's, you know, kids are playing travel ball, doing this and that, going to showcases. And I was usually spending my summer, you know, practicing football. So, uh, it, like I said, if I could go back, I would still play football again. But, um, yeah, I think that kind of puts you at a little bit of a disadvantage. And then just, just exposure-wise, if I would have maybe played some more travel ball in high school, continued playing, I think that would have helped. And, uh, yeah, that's mostly about that. How was your season there when you guys won the championship? Obviously, it had to have been great, but what was uh, what was it like specifically for you to go through that experience? It was awesome, especially after our first year. We didn't we didn't make playoffs. We didn't have a very good year. We came back. We had quite a few returners. Got some 
some uh, some other guys that came. We actually had one kid that uh, kicked back from uh, where did he come from? Northridge went to Northridge, so that was a huge asset. He would uh, he was our starting second baseman for most of the year. Hit three or four. Uh, would be our closer, come in and pump, you know, 93, 94. His name was Derek. Uh, and then just the the hunger of having that first year and not doing well, you know, all of us wanted to, you know, please the coaches more and just do it for ourselves because I think it had been at least five or six years since Merced had won a conference title. And usually it's, you know, Fresno City, COS, very good schools. And uh, we have some flags up that show the years that we've won conference and it had just been too long since we had put a flag up so mm-hmm. it was great being able to do that with all of them did you have a very similar role over there were you a left fielder or did you play a different position yeah it was usually left or right switching back and forth just depending on who was in center uh but yeah just one of the corners usually and then dh a lot my uh my freshman year i dh a lot my freshman year so when did chico state start looking at you and were there other schools that were vying for your services so it was actually before my sophomore season. They have a uh, it's called a sophomore showcase. I was lucky enough to be invited to that, and I think that's sometime in October, somewhere around there. So me and a couple other guys got selected, and we went up. And you just pretty much take a infield outfield, you take BP, and you play for about three or four innings apiece. And uh, I was I did pretty well there, and uh, good BP. Made some good throws, just and I had some good at bats. Some I remember one at bat. I must have must have been a nine, ten pitch at bat. And there's just you know the stands are just filled with scouts and with you know different colleges. You you name it, they're probably there. And I guess they saw me there and they were happy with what they saw. So I went on a visit. Um, I think it was around December, November, somewhere in there. And I actually I uh, we we set up a date. And at the time, my uh, grandfather was. Uh, battling lung cancer. Oh wow! Yeah, so and it, it wasn't good. We knew that you know it was any day, and my mom woke me up the morning of when I was supposed to go a little bit earlier than I was supposed to get up, and she told me that he had passed that morning, and she's like, you know, what what are you gonna do? Do you still want to you know go and do this thing? And I was like, well, you know, it's either sit here all day and you know kind of sit around and be sad, or I could go do this, you know. So I decided to go do it. Went out. Just hit some BP, not not very much, but just a little workout on the field. Showed me around the school, this and that. Uh, and then uh, took me in the office, told me, you know, that they wanted me to come and that I would have some time to decide. And at the time, I wasn't really talking. It was it's pretty it was pretty early. It was before my sophomore season, so I was talking to UC San Diego a little bit, uh, San Francisco State, all all schools in that that conference, and. Uh, after a week, I thought about it, and I had actually I'd been up there a few times, and uh, I have some buddies that went there, and so I knew it was a great town, great, great place to go to school, and then also after uh, they're just you know very good at baseball. It's just a powerhouse every year they're competing, so I decided you know I would uh, sign before my sophomore season, which you know if you if you play that whole sophomore season, you can you know have a great year, right, and possibly you know go to a bigger school or this and that. But I was really happy with what uh, what they gave me, and I decided to sign early. So I was happy that I did that. It was it was nice playing my sophomore season because you know that's that's the stress of your last year at a junior college because you know you got to find a home for the next right. two years. So being able to just go out there and play and not have to worry about you know where I'm going to go, this and that, that was really nice. Yeah, there's Super some nice. guys that coming out of JUCO. I mean, even into 
July or August yeah. don't know where they're going, and yeah. they got to decide within the month because they got to be somewhere they, come no, the fall. Yeah, yeah school's starting in you know a few weeks, and it's like you still don't know where you're going to go, and that's just you know that's stressful. Yeah, that's got to be a stressful experience. So yeah. I'm sure for you, for you that was like I'm betting on myself, and I'm taking this because I know that I'd rather be more comfortable knowing where I'm going to go. Do you mm -hmm. think that helped you have a more successful sophomore year? I think Kinda it did. The pressure I off. think it did because you know I was playing with guys every day that you know weren't sure where they were going to go. And, you know, you start pressing after a while. It's like, oh, you know, I have to – I need to do better. I need – you know, that way I can get noticed, this and that. And I was just able to relax and just play and not have to worry about all that, and I think that helped me a lot. That's great did. to hear. What did you think of your first season at Chico State? What were your takeaways from your junior year there? Loved it. Um, great coaches, great great team. Just love being with the guys every day. Um, you know, all the facilities, the school itself – all my classes, things like that. It's just a great place to be. I loved it. Uh, I didn't play too much. I think I somewhere around 40, 50 at-bats. So I'm hoping to go back for my senior year and be able to prove I can be an everyday guy and be in the lineup more. Um, but, yeah, if I could go back, I would do it all over again. No regrets. That's great to hear. Well, I'm sure they're keeping tabs on you, how you're doing here with the Elks. Have, been, have they been talking to you, keeping in communication about yeah, that? Yeah, a little bit here and there. Not, not every day or anything like that, but uh, we've talked a little bit here and there not nothing too serious we've already talked I, i'm going to go back there for sure so uh yeah just little things just checking in how did you end up here with the elks in the first place so i actually uh so i showed up to chico and then it was actually pretty early the first maybe month or two they uh they asked me hey uh you want to play summer ball or well, they said where you know where you want to play summer ball and uh, i said you know i don't I don't really wherever and they said are you fine with playing somewhere up in the west coast league you know oregon washington i was like yeah i'm, I'm all in that sounds, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great and then uh i think a few weeks later about a month later they uh printed out the contract for the bend elks and uh one of our uh one of our pitchers grant larson right who yeah he's been playing here the last two summers i believe and once uh once he found out that i was going to play there he just, just talked it up and got me super excited to come out because you know you have no idea what you're what you're in for you know I had just researched it a little bit online and then everyone that uh, asked me where I was playing summer ball I would tell them Bend Oregon and they just oh you're gonna have so much fun you're gonna love it so that was that was nice to hear that before I even got up here and it's been everything and more of what everyone said did you have any Pacific Northwest experiences before you came up here not not really at all I, I had been up to Seattle one time in mm -hmm. high school just for a few days and then uh last summer for summer ball we uh played in uh, Klamath Falls, okay. which is just a little bit south. They used to have a team in our league, too, yeah. Yeah, the Gems. Yes. I, don't, I don't know. They were. They, uh, they, they became were the, the Gresham Gray Wolves, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that so that was really – Klamath Falls was my only experience with Oregon, and it's definitely nothing what, you know, what Bend is. So I was kind of like – at first I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's going to be like that. And, uh, no, it's just turned out to be the best experience I've had. That's awesome to hear. I mean, what have you thought of your season here so far? What have you kind of learned here? Obviously, you've had a pretty good season at the at the plate. What's mm -hmm. kind of been one of your biggest things that you've been working on and that you've improved upon? Oh, just working every day, hitting with uh, with the coaches, JD especially, uh, just in the cages before, and then BP, and then uh, also just you know after after at bats coming in the dugout, he's right there at third base, and he doesn't he doesn't like to mess with too many things during the game because you know it's. It's not a time to be, you know, making too many changes. But just being able to go up to him and, you know, all the other guys, too, after at-bats, 
and just and uh, what's his and Nico too, the first base coach, just to bounce ideas. You know how how that looked. You know, did you see anything? That's been a huge part too. Just trying to make in-game adjustments. Um, and yeah, just just out here every day. It's fun. You get to be in a little bit of a routine. Uh, yeah, and just playing, playing every day. That playing every day is probably the biggest part. You know, mm-hmm. if you ha- if you have a bad day, you're not sitting around waiting. You know, however long to play again. You know, you get to wake up and it's a new day, and you can turn around th- that next day. So when you did start off this season, you were playing almost every day, but you were not kind of the hitter that you are now at the plate. Mm-hmm. You were struggling a little bit. What was going through your head at that point, and what helped you turn it around to help you go on that 15-game hitting streak? Uh, so a lot of frustration. You know, you want to come out, and especially in the beginning, I feel like that's when you earn the trust of the coaches that, you know, you can get the job done here and there. And it was really just a few tweaks with my swing. I'm still, you know, I'm far from where I want to be as far as hitting the ball, but uh, definitely making some improvements, I would say. And, uh, yeah, just coming out. Um, it, it can be super frustrating when, you know, you're just having – because, you know, playing every day could also be very bad if you're in a bad slump. You know, right. every day you're just falling farther and farther down. But, um, yeah, just trying to make adjustments, working with JD as much as often. Uh, just every day trying to get better, I guess. I know all your teammates were getting on your case when you were going through that streak. Usually guys <laughs> try not to tell people when they're yeah, on the streak, <laughs> but about six or seven games in, guys were on your back about it. How did you kind of keep it out, out of your mind when you were up at the plate? Uh, I just try not to think about it at all. <laughs> it's just, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a dumb streak. You know, winning and losing is probably, you know, that's the biggest part. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, you know, I would uh, do away with that hit streak to, you know, be winning more games. And, you know, you also can't even really control a hit streak because, you know, you could be at the plate and hit four balls, just barrel four balls right at people, and you go 0 for 4 that day when really, you know, you hit the ball well, you're seeing it well, and that's just, you know, how the game works. So definitely some luck in there too. And a little bit of grit, just trying to always, you know, just battle till the end. I know some of them actually, some of those hits came on like my fourth or fifth at bat with like two strikes <laughs> the end of the game and it's like oh it's still alive and it's like oh I, you know I almost wish I wouldn't have got the hit so it could just be over with <laughs> but no I, I tried just really not to think about it at all it was just it was a lot of fun but I definitely wasn't stressing over whether I was gonna get a hit or not hey I was sitting on that hit streak for a while because they wouldn't <laughs> let me talk to you while you were on that streak so I had to wait 15 days just to talk to you here so uh, you know I was waiting for it to end too but I, was, <laughs> I was getting a little mad I was like oh, I wonder why Durst doesn't have me on the podcast yet <laughs> Well, that's your that's your answer right there. They, they didn't want me messing with the mojo. But um, during the beginning of the season, you had a home run, you had a double. But during that hit streak and up until about a week ago, you had no extra base hits. No. And I know that's a big uh-uh. part of your game. Yeah. So do you think part of your slump at the beginning was because you were pressing and trying to get too much power? I, yeah, I think so. Getting super pull heavy, trying to pull everything, you know, to left field, uh, just swinging very hard, and especially with uh, with two strikes not really making any two-strike adjustments, you know, shortening up, choking up on the bat a little bit, moving up in the box, and just, you know, taking the same swing that you would take 2-0. And, you know, you're not going to be very successful with two strikes doing that when you're, you know, down in the count 0-2. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, in the beginning, just trying to pull the ball too much, this and that. And uh, still not, I'm still not very happy with how many extra base hits and obviously, you know, one home run, you hope to have more. But I'm also trying not to think about it too much, just trying to barrel balls. and Because, uh, you know, you try and do stuff like that. You try and hit the home run. You try and, you know, hit doubles. And that's when, you know, you roll over, this exactly. and that. 
instead of just focusing on seeing the ball well, putting a good swing on it. And I think that was part of the problem in the first uh, couple of weeks was just trying to get too pool happy and hit the ball too hard because, you know, then messes up your swing. And, uh, yeah. Baseball is such a mental game. Is there anything that, you know, from the sport of football you have taken in your experiences to kind of apply to baseball? Uh, the two are just so different. You know, you could play – football with your hair on fire running around screaming and yelling <laughs> and you know you can't do that out here you have to keep a level head uh you can't be out there mad you know you can't be right. at the plate pissed off or out in you know left or right field thinking about how you just struck out you kind of just have to try and keep a you know stay even and not go through the ups and downs of the game which is very easy to do uh so I'd say, you know, maybe a little bit, maybe like a little bit of like the, you know, grit mentality, just, you know, getting knocked down. You know, football, you get knocked down, you know, you might, you know, concussion, this and that. Right. Baseball, it's more of a, like you said, mental, you know, striking out three or four times is probably worse than, you know, just getting cracked in football. But just, you know, getting back up, whether that be off the football field or the baseball field and just not giving up, I'd say I've taken that over. But other than that, they're just so different. As well, far as mentality and all that goes. Well, Alex, we're kind of getting toward the end of the season here with the Elks, and a lot of things have happened. You've been here from start to finish. Mm -hmm. What has been your favorite moment of the season so far? Favorite moment of the season? We've had a couple of walk-off wins, walk-off hits. Uh, those are just, you know, awesome. You know, th those are things that you dream about. Uh, all, all the road trips, just being with everyone on the road, is, as long as they can get, it's just fun being around these guys every single day. It's uh, starting to get a little bit sad that I'm only going to be around them a couple more weeks because, mm -hmm. you know, you become so close. You're together every single day at the field, you know, after games, before games. Uh, the coaches, too, having, you know, having Allen out here who played for 18, 19 years in the bigs, you know, it's crazy to just, you know, be around him every day when, you know, usually if you saw a person like that in the street, you might be running up to them for, their, you know, their autograph <laughs> or something. And he's our head coach, you know, him, JD as well, Nico, all of them. We got Jack out at the field, too. Mm -hmm. uh, just I would say probably just the relationships I've created with everyone. Uh, getting to experience Bend, it's just a great town. There's just so much to do. I've actually told some of my buddies and my parents that I would not mind moving there one day <laughs> if something like that were to come about. Uh, but, yeah, just all of those put together. It's just been a great summer. Well, thanks, Alex. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you very much, Sturz. I appreciate it. Thank you very much to the listeners for tuning in here to Episode 13 of the Ben Delks Podcast. We'll see you next time. If I'm alive, then we'll